Peace, good people. Peace. Fee, how you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful? Yes, I am. I wasn't expecting you to say that with such a warm smile. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode <laughs> of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. Yes, with Kariga and Felicia. And the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. I'm smiling as warm as I am because I just had a reminder of the soup you made for lunch. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I could smell something Mm -hmm. and it reminded me of the flavor. And that's why I was doing wonderful because it had a wonderful flavor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, no, thank you. I have to thank you and your cultural background for the inspiration for the soup. I could not have done it without having knowing you and your family and experienced it once before with your family. It's not the exact soup. It's not. But it's got some of the ingredients. It's your soup and it's really good. No, I'm just being very clear. It's, Thank you. Thank yeah. you for making that very clear that it is my soup and it's good. Thank you, baby. It made me smile. Yeah. <laughs> In the spirit of that soup, I guess, I want to read today's affirmation. All right. Okay. If you have your text, we'll be reading from Toolkit for Reflecting and Manifesting the Light Within. And okay. we're going to read from page 40 because that's how I'm feeling. All right. I'm in here. I'm here. Today. I'm in a spirit of abundance. In this space, I am incapable of holding on to a single worry. Oh, wow. Today, I'm in a spirit of abundance. In this space, I'm incapable of holding on to a single worry. Wow. That's beautiful. That's really where we at. It feels beautiful to reside in this truth. Mm-hmm. To take covering with this truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... My needs are met. Mm. I have plenty of love around me. Mm. I'm engaging in meaningful work in this world. Not the busy work that sometimes we get caught in to Mm. provide. Mm -hmm. My work is meaningful. And it feels really good to approach a day knowing that I'm doing meaningful work. Mm. And your smile and Kamali's smile and all my needs are met. Wow. And they were met at home. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I was talking to my very good friend earlier today, Dominica, and we were uh, having a moment where we could understand exactly how we were feeling each other in our own family settings. And um, one of them being just trying to find the balance within the home, making plans, you know, setting intentions on your schedule Mm -hmm. and um, how it can kind of deter from that with having, she has Roman, I have Kamali. And when those things start to happen so often, it can uh, start to make you feel like, well, what, what do I have going on? What am I doing other than being this particular person? You know, that matched with social media and then seeing all of these other hardworking moms and I preface all of that to say that this affirmation and hearing you describe where you are currently today, recognizing what the abundance is in the home is so profound and such a beautiful practice. And I'm listening to you and I'm, I'm taking that for me. So thank you. Wonderful. I'm so glad it's having real time impact, not designed or selected, but real time impact with your perception of the day 
my perception of the day, the demands that meet us in the day. I remember how tired I was this morning meeting Kamali's needs. Mm-hmm. And I was really just trying to like to wake up, right? But when well, I mean, we were already downstairs together, okay? And I was still trying to wake up <laughs> because I, I just felt like, oh, my body's trying to rest too. Like as an investment in my wellness. It mm-hmm. wasn't because I like I would prefer to be asleep. I usually don't even feel sleepy at that hour. Mm-hmm. So and I leaned into it and I've been making my way. Mm-hmm. And when I take an assessment to come to this space, right? Why do we come? We come for reference. And this is meaningful. And while it held space on a calendar of like plans. Mm-hmm. It's much more than plans. It's meaningful. Mm. To come here and share is meaningful. To do the work I did earlier today is meaningful. To enjoy the sense of the food in the home is meaningful. The labor you put in the meal is meaningful. And the love we have, the love we share with Kamali and looking at Kamali's smile and feeling that fun and that engagement is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, yeah, it's just really how I approach it. It was really the one that fit my, like, context for the listeners. A lot of different commitments have happened today. Mm-hmm. And I did them all from home. Mm-hmm. I took care. Dope. I took care of myself at home. Mm-hmm. The meal was made at home. We didn't have to go anywhere. Kamali's needs have been met here. I mean, I did take a, a jog around the block, but that still counts as home. <laughs> I didn't have to get in my vehicle, right, yeah. or travel outside of myself. And that's abundance mm-hmm. that that many needs can be met in a home mm-hmm. for mommy, for me, for Kamali. That's profound. Mm-hmm. It's love rich here. And I'm grateful to build this this space, this story with you. It might even have something to do with the way I'm feeling after the Black Love Summit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would say that was a very tank-filling experience. Mm -hmm. It filled multiple layers of what I would identify as my needs. Mm -hmm. That space was just yeah, rewarding and fulfilling on so many levels. Mm. So there may be some residue still uh, running from the summit. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the summit combined with the reality that my needs were met in the home. I didn't have to go outside of myself or outside of my family. That's abundance. I love that. And I love that you bring up the Black Love Summit because I feel like we've been meaning to talk about what that experience was like for us and just share a little bit with our listeners, man, just how much we enjoyed it. I told Rika, I was so excited just at the idea that we had an opportunity to be in a space centered on loving, loving black people and the multivaried relationships that we hold. Yeah. And then to be able to talk about that love and how to do it more abundantly, not from a romantic sense, 
right? But across difference, yeah. man, I thought I had so much joy when I came back home and when I realized like, yo, this, this was fire. To me, that's the work. We're working for the greatest cause. Like, we did it. Simple as that. <laughs> We're working for the greatest cause. And it felt good to do that as a family. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We did that work as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, with extended family. With extended family. And who our extended family were. Yeah. And more extended family. So we'll get, it sounds like we'll get into the extended family. But in thinking about just what the summit offered separate of the relationships that met us there. Let's just say like the people that came. I know we have relationships, but very many of us were meeting folks for the first time. The couple that came from Baltimore, I never knew them. Listen, I just wrote down, love the poet. Yeah. That was her sister. Absolutely. That was wild. Like That was. It was, <laughs> it was and we just saw each other at the lake not too long ago. Yeah. Right? Um Something in common is actually their uh, something in common. Their IG handle is okay? it yeah, okay? Perfect. <laughs> and they've been engaging with us since the summit in a very sincere and real way. Mm. And I love when I leave spaces and the relationships that we build in virtual community mm-hmm. resemble the the realness of the love you can feel when we are in the same physical space. And I also love when virtual love materializes to be real love in the real world. Man, man, yeah. So we got to experience the both of those, Mm -hmm. meeting some people in person for the first time who have been holding space for us, praying for us, or loving on us out loud, and then walking away with the relationship that was made there at the summit. Mm. Yeah, it just feels like a... uh, I said if if it were called a Black Joy Summit, it couldn't be named wrong. Mm, it, it, I like that. It was just that type of uh, togetherness. Mm-hmm. I particularly liked the many conversations that were happening around love that weren't only about romance. Yeah. Those conversations were happening, be it with a panel mm-hmm. or side conversations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorite things that I remembered uh, backstage in the the photo and they just felt like joy. Mm. Like, and I know summits can have so many layers and so many itineraries happening, but there was a joy that you could feel in that space. Mm. And it felt good to come to it as a family. That's Um, right. We sure did show up as a family. Whole family, whole squad. (laughs) We had Auntie Lala with us. Mm -hmm. So here's one of my favorite features to make this work. I want to, want to hold space this holiday season for the black family dynamic mm-hmm. and all the role players that are in the black family. <laughs> and I want to celebrate the aunties right now. Hey. Because what we find in migratory stories, especially that of my own family, remember my mother followed her aunt. That's right. But in many black families, the migratory, uh, patterns and or stories and or layers of support come from the aunties Mm -hmm. who may have more children and more experience, lesser children, uh, more schedule availability. Mm -hmm. It varies across the board. And like, I know that people know Lauren with us in the capacity of soul development, Mm -hmm. but Hopefully they can see in that space, it was way more than music on a stage. Mm -hmm. 
So in order for Felicia and I to participate in our fullest capacity at the Black Love Summit, it required us to have on-site love, right? On-site love, mm-hmm. not just from anybody, but from somebody who Kamali could identify and be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And do y'all know Lauren held Kamali down? Held her down. P.O.P. all it down. <laughs> through, our, <laughs> <laughs> through, the, through the summit and beyond, as well as Black Love Family, but Lauren's role in our family unit is so real. Yes. She's really Auntie Lala. And Lala. she traveled with us. She did. That is a flight from Oakland mm-hmm. to Burbank. Mm-hmm. We said Burbank because it's, it's easy to do Burbank. Mm-hmm. LAX is real busy with a baby. But she traveled with us, made her heart and self available, loved and served with joy, made meaningful relationships and connections there. We had more folks come to see us. Mm-hmm. I let Fee talk more about some of our other family. Mm-hmm. But what could have been a space that only discussed Black love in the context of black marriage, <laughs> it was so much more than that. Mm. It was black love happening in every intersection of relationship, mm. in community, mm-hmm. right? And I think that healthy communities help support healthy marriages, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you have a community of folks that are invested in the wellness of this bond mm-hmm. versus. Not. So when the when the when the love we share pours into other spaces, and I do believe that love is all about reciprocity. You don't give it because you want to get it back from that person. You give it because you know it will come back to you in time. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the Black Love Summit was exactly that. Mm-hmm. So much love from so many angles just came to find us. Mm-hmm. And my tank was full. So that could be a part of the abundance as well. But yeah. And I remember first walking into the space mm-hmm. and I saw Cody mm-hmm. and I gave Cody a hug and I had a big smile and Cody was like, look who's here. And I turn and I see the one who holds joy, the one who holds all of the joy. Dio. Dio. <laughs> yes. And Dio was the photographer for the event. And what's so special about this is that Dio does not live on this coast, y'all. He is not living in California. And in fact, we met Dio in Ghana in 2016. Yes. He happened to be at the same hotel as us, but we did not know it. We only knew that there was someone that we were supposed to connect with from the States who was also in D.C. at the time. But this Negro happened to be at the same hotel as us at the same time. That is divine synchronicity. Mm -hmm. And that is the first time I think we uttered it to each other. And it has been divine ever since. Absolutely. Dio is so special to us. Seeing him, one, if you know anything about him, you know that he is one who breathes and he breathes joy it's, it exudes from his entire being his his name literally means crown of joy oh my goodness and and he is living through his name mm-hmm. and i, I want to say it's not hampton but in in true black love fashion our greeting required a run-up a separation a dance 
Mm-hmm. And then I come back and embrace. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and with all the smile, uh-huh. you know what I'm, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying, right? I can see your feet right now. I can yeah, see your feet. Yeah, I can yeah, see your yeah. Feet right it was now. Right, I had to stop it because it was too much. It was too soon. I had to, I had to break away, and then I had to come back. <laughs> and it was so beautiful to be able to hug our brother because I believe the last time that we saw him was when he took our pictures when I was pregnant with Kamayu, my five month pictures, our very first the announcement, picture. the announcement, yeah, the very first documentation that we had. And that, that was the last time that we had seen him. Mm-hmm. But that does not change how he has remained present for us across the globe. Absolutely. So to be able to hug him in person after all of that time had passed, knowing how present he had been with us, making love present, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. this this is my guy, and he is Uncle Hype. <laughs> Officially Uncle Hype. Yes. No, I just like how you uh, described your encounter with him. Because mine included a bear hug. Oh, you had a bear hug? Yeah, in which I'm afraid to admit my feet got off the ground. No, I was off the ground too. (laughs) You put me down right now. But he was so happy to see us. Yeah. And equally um, us happy to see him. And when he laid eyes on Kamali, right, the the water couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He loved so intentionally and so intently. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was like a huge, huge moment, a full circle moment of love. Yeah. I also want to include that we had other guests come, folks who have been holding space for us on the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Mylene and Lindsay came. Yes, the Stokes Kennedys. Stokes Kennedys came. <laughs> yes. I'm, and, I'm so happy that they came because I love how they practice love with each other. And Mush. Uh, and Mush, he did make it. You better he, say Maddox it. made it. And they're such a beautiful family. Yeah. And they are also another family that was very much present for us during our grief. And in fact, they, my bump buddies twice. Yeah. Right? I was bump buddies with Lindsay and then I became bump buddies with my Lindsay. So, yeah. That is um, powerful. Yeah. We, what uh, a special bond. We, are, uh, we have a very special love, Rich Vaughn. I'm, I'm so grateful that they came to support us. I spoke to... Mylan's brother this morning mm-hmm. and I was telling him so the, the way the story goes we were really close we made music together he relocated for business school Malcolm and I was telling him that in true sibling fashion when he went further in distance mm-hmm. the bond just shifted mm-hmm. and Mylan and Lindsay just came into our life with such warm intention Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful to spend that type of time together. Mm-hmm. All of us learning and going deeper in our practice of love, mm-hmm. taking time to observe the divine synchronicities. Yeah. Making time to laugh. Yeah. We laughed so much. The laughter, I can remember. <laughs> because a good laugh fills my body. Mm-hmm. For many people, like a massage does, mm-hmm. a good laugh, I can remember. At a cellular level, my body can remember it. And there was so much joy we spent laughing and telling story. You know who else I was excited to see? Who's that? Our producer, Crystal Hill. (laughs) Wasn't that that a highlight? (laughs) It was a highlight because I was in the glam chair when I saw her. And I was like, so she's not going to walk over here and come greet me? She knows she sees me over here. (laughs) So when I got out, I was like... Crystal, it took you long enough to hug me. <laughs> you, ooh, you're, why'd you do it to Crystal? I love Crystal. You're annoying. I know. I wouldn't do that, Crystal. <laughs> I was happy to see Crystal. Yeah. To embrace. 
Yeah. Like, let's just remember that a lot of this world experienced this virtual distance. Mm-hmm. And some of us leaned into it as best as we can and became a norm. Mm-hmm. But for many of us, this is our first time seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that also made it sweet too. Like yes. this is on the other end of a, or mid post pandemic, however you wanted to find it. We have a moment to see each other and those to my right and those to my left. Grace covered us and we're here. Yeah. That's so significant. Lives were reimagined, mm-hmm. redefined, calendars were redefined mm-hmm. during this pandemic. Folks are in the holiday season now. And and maybe a Black Love Summit, the way we're describing it, might have way more joy than some folks are currently experiencing. Mm, thank you for noting that. And it is possible for us in a Black Love Summit to hold space for both grief and joy. Mm-hmm. The space was apt. It was well-informed. We knew how to hold both. And that's what I want to speak to. Black love as a space, the one that is curated, it is a full space. I don't have to be a part of Kariga in there. Mm. Kamayu doesn't have to be an afterthought in there. Kamali and Kamayu are present there. Yeah, And I also want to acknowledge that like, we were also able to speak to grief in the experience of loving more abundantly, right? Kamayu, Kamali, and I really would like to say Kareem was there too. Big time, big time. Mm-hmm. This was powerful. I also remember the way folks connected and spoke when when we were leaving the space. Mm-hmm there were some really honest testimonies that happened Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that we would ever see each other again. And I got to see some of them the very next day at the twins party. That's right. (laughs) So this was like, this was like a continuum of black love celebration, a place where families can be, Mm -hmm. children can be. Mm -hmm. You saw folks come with their children. Yeah. And we, and let's just name it. It's so cool to watch it all work. Because traveling with Kamali, being with Kamali, being outside with Kamali, these are all new experiences for Felicia and I. Mm-hmm. So watching other people do it in their way is just really good homework for me. <laughs> it's Nobody has it perfect. Nobody has it all figured out. Everybody's just trying. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And you might have some systems, but the systems don't save you from blowouts or anything else right like man these things are real <laughs> blowouts are real they really are. <laughs> but I, I really i really loved and enjoyed the depth of it i also love the fact that we had single friends come to the black love summit that's right and when you talk about loving more abundantly i certainly don't want you to think you have to be in a committed relationship to deepen your practice of love mm-hmm. there's a lot of self-work that you actually do to be able to love your partner more abundantly. Mm. It doesn't only happen in the relationship. You work on yourself before, in, after. You owe it to yourself. So to be able to see our single friends be able to come and enjoy the space. Mm-hmm. And I also just want to name too, like I'm talking about single men. Our conversations aren't, they don't include romance. <laughs> 
That's just not something we're talking about. And they're not looking for relationships and trying to seek out, are there any potential partners here? Mm -hmm. It was like, I value the work. I value the love that Riga and Fee talk about. And I'm going to come show up and hear about this practice. Wow. And that that meant a lot to me because I'm just going to name it like, I seem to be able to talk about love with my black male friends, most of which are married. Mm-hmm. And we talk about being husbands and whatever else the work requires. Mm-hmm. Me and my single partners, we're not talking about that. Hmm. We're not talking about it unless they have a question or they ask about it, but that's, they're not asking about it. That's not a question we talk about. Right. We have other things we talk about, and most of it is just project-related. We work together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to see folks show up and be like, no, I like what y'all kicking, mm-hmm. and I'm going to come sit down with it, that meant a lot because mm-hmm. it don't happen around my way. It don't happen in my hood. Mm. That so is tight, Rika. It, it felt it felt written. I was my realest self. I wasn't my pretend self. I was Felicia's husband. I was Kamali and Kamayu's father. In fact, I still don't know how her teething rings ended up on my lap what? during when, <laughs> when she came over to us on stage for a second. Uh, I thought her hands were empty. I thought so too. Yeah. If I reflect on it. So I don't know where the teething rings came from, but I must have pulled her out. Her hands had to be empty because I, she reached towards you. She didn't have no teething rings in her hands. All I know is I pulled out three teething rings out the seat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I knew it was home. Uh, accurate. I also knew it was home by the way that Kamali jumped into Cody's arms and was big chilling with Cody. Big chilling. Real time. Big chilling. But you know what? I really love that too. I love that there was so much love in the room and there was family there, an abundance of family, an abundance of love, an abundance of family. This is what you meant by we were rich. We were without a doubt, rich in love. And I could see Kamali and Cody's hands. I could see her with Dio. I could see her with Lauren. I could see her with Lindsay. I could see her with Jasmine. Like it was across so many folks. Yeah. So many different relationships, so many different um, social intersections. Mm-hmm. 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 But all in one space. That's what love is supposed to do. Yeah. It's supposed to unite us. Mm-hmm. It's love is a bridge builder. Mm-hmm. When he says, He's a way maker, right? And if God is love, he's a way maker. Well, sometimes you make a way by building a bridge or however else. It's, it's the way. Love is the way. Love and is we, the way. And we all got to observe it and practice it and become more abundant and more fluid in our ability to like lean into love. Mm. That was the profound thing. I also want to just name that I really did appreciate the COVID protocol. Okay? <laughs> no, I, I'm saying that because Accurate. it helped me... Ha- be comfortable mm-hmm. it helped me lean into the process it helped me share proximity mm-hmm. and it also helped me like touch is a physical human need mm-hmm. and was one of mine mm-hmm. and that touch is important the hugs that were real and safe felt so good mm-hmm. um meeting the whole black love podcast family right 
that was exciting. Mm-hmm. David and Kamali got to spend time, <laughs> right? And that was the most surprising thing. Like it was just yeah. early yeah. off the jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These things help reinforce my ability to feel present so I could feel the love. Mm. So important. To yes, because I've been in spaces where there wasn't a tight COVID protocol and I don't feel present. So I don't experience the love. I am watching, scanning, and keeping distance. You ain't lying. Come on, I got a baby. I'm not playing no games with nobody. So it helps so much to be able to have that family setting. Absolutely. Right? And that's another way of showing love. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see to it that we are all well in this space. So shout out to the Black Love production team and family that made that possible yeah that was just a a little blur but it was worth noting because it contextualizes absolutely this black love family reunion that we're describing <laughs> yeah like i change the name every <laughs> every yeah, few minutes black love summit to black, black joy, joy summit, summit to black family reunion black summit, love family reunion black love family reunion <laughs> but it ultimately ended up feeling like that in the culminating hours yeah there was connections being made that were meaningful mm-hmm there were smiles that were exchanged. And, you know, I still feel like the eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm. That close eye contact. That people not having to look away. Mm-hmm. When talking about grief. That can sit in it. Yeah. And talk about love. And how things have changed. That's beautiful, Fee. I love how you talk about the connectedness and how important connectedness is um, across in partnerships, in in families, right, in friendships, in relationships, and in all the varied relationships, um, especially pertaining to Black life. It is so important, and it makes the room that you speak of to love more abundantly. Mm-hmm. It creates opportunities for us to feel the richness and the love. Yeah. Speaking of which, the Clarks. That's right. I remembered the way their love felt. I do too. It was intentional. It was passionate. Mm-hmm. It could hold. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how I, f- I felt held. No yeah, lie. No it could hold. To me, I felt held. That I can. Re- <laughs> so from imagine there's a show, you see a show, you see a couple. We met once briefly in the after love space. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the, what I can see of you, right? So after the show, wonderful segment on the show, wonderful interview, made everybody laugh, really wonderful love story. Funny too, very mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you listen to the podcast. We're on the podcast family together. And then to meet them was like, more than a show, more than the minute backstage, more than the podcast. Yeah. I could feel the love that y'all practice. And it is filling me up right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. So to me, th- those moments are so priceless mm-hmm. to be loved so intentionally, mm-hmm. so fully. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a memory that's going to last. Mm-hmm. It's an honor to share podcast space with them (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah 
I also remember it was really funny because I have two photos. I'm at the food truck. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think Tommy might be there. He and I are talking. Mm-hmm. And Dio walks up like, let's get a photo. So in typical Tommy fashion, Kariga fashion, I smile a little more than Tommy, but <laughs> nobody smiles like Dio. Okay. <laughs> nobody smiles like and Tommy, can, he he, got, he wears the cool. Yeah, he can <laughs> he can wear his cool and kind of go a while without a smile, right? Like it's, <laughs> he'll give you a smirk, but not a smile. <laughs> and there's one picture, and we're just looking like men. And then Dio puts his arms around us and cracks some joke. And there's another picture where all of us are laughing so loud. <laughs> He's such a great photographer. And. To me, in that photo, and I know that like one doesn't, one isn't better than the other, but in that moment, we looked like loving fathers. Oh, beautiful. It was so easy to kind of just rest in the cool pose. Yeah. And it was so much more to express the fullness and the love and the joy of that moment. Yeah. And Dio brought that out. Yeah. And it's a beautiful photo that you could almost hear the laughter in. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know about y'all, but just to be able to laugh and smile and have joy is an alchemy in of itself. Mm-hmm. Y'all knew, y'all came to know us from a loss that felt much like despair. And that story is not discontinued. It continues. And with the right pacing and with the right patience, we got to our smiles also. Mm-hmm. We got to our joy also. And none of this required us to forget where we came from. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an exchange for. It was a Thank price you that for was that. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't an exchange for. It was a price paid, endured, but we know that joy can exist. Mm-hmm. And I just want to name that the black love space has been present with us through all seasons. That it was not, uh, there wasn't a discomfort or a rushed pace into experiencing the joy that day presented. We got to experience all that joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. I think about those who may not be experiencing joy right now or feeling, feeling like they even want to experience joy this holiday season and wanting to make room for those feelings and acknowledge that pacing yeah, and just hold hold space for that because I do very much remember. I remember how that felt. I remember how Thanksgiving felt. Yeah. And I remember how Christmas felt. Yeah. And it is my hope that you will find ways to honor your grief, honor it as love, so that you can continue to practice it and, and love more abundantly. Mm-hmm. And I also want to name for the families who are experiencing neonatal loss, there may not be anything to remember to smile about. But I know in the cases in which my family have experienced the transition of someone who was an adult, there always is a moment 
that includes laughter when we think about something they did. <laughs> a joke they tell or the way they are or something about the mannerisms. I know for me, in my family, we talk about my brothers dancing. Okay, It makes us, <laughs> it makes us all laugh Yeah, no matter the day because his mannerisms were his mannerisms and it makes us laugh. <laughs> so I also wish for you, if there is a thought, a memory mm -hmm. that has some resemblance of joy. Mm -hmm. If there is some sweet memory of your loved one who is transitioned, if there's a sweet memory, I, I, I invite you, I hold space with you for the sweetness of that memory. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that because you're right. With the neonatal loss experience, you may not necessarily have that memory, right? Mm -hmm. And I wrestled with that during that very first Thanksgiving and first Christmas, and I was trying to figure out, okay, how how can I move into this? Mm -hmm. How how can I be present for my loved ones here and not physically have Kamayu with me? How do we celebrate? And I just, I want to share this in case someone is also searching within mm -hmm. um, in hopes that they will find the answer. Mm -hmm. My experience for the very first Christmas Remember what I, I said? I was like, everybody getting a picture of Kamayu this year. <laughs> <laughs> so our wonderful brother, friend, Adrian Walker, uh -huh. had taken the pictures of us as a family um, when Kamayu came and uh, transitioned. And I decided, you know what? I actually really enjoy talking about her because I had her, I actually really enjoy being acknowledged as her mother. You know what? I'm going to make sure all of my family members have pictures so that they can have her in the space so that when I visit family, when we go and celebrate the holiday season at this family member's house, then I know that she's there. Mm -hmm. And we had sweatshirts, right? And then last year, what did we do? We had pajamas that say Kamayu's mommy and Kamayu's daddy. Mm -hmm. So these are just some examples that I wanted to share. If someone is searching for how to mm. bring their child present this holiday season, um, what that looked like for me. And I leave that here is to make room for you Thank to you. figure out how, to, how it will look for you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, man. That is such an important reference. Mm-hmm. Because it took so much courage and so much intentional thought to think about how to do it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for leaving that here for our families who are experiencing this holiday season or any time differently than they planned. Mm -hmm. I sincerely thank you all for holding this space today. I thank you all for allowing us to revisit the abundance that the Black Love Summit was and continues to be. Mm -hmm. I know that I saw Black Love ask, what city should we come to next? You're more than welcome to come to the Bay Area, okay? <laughs> Oakland specifically. Um, but yeah, I look forward to building this space with you all. I look forward to walking in love more abundantly with each of you. Uh, and just thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. Mm -hmm, with Kariga and Felicia. Thank you to our producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill, and to Masu McLemore, our brilliant mm -hmm. 
brilliant uh, team member and editor. Just thank you all so much. Yes. May we all love more abundantly. Peace. Peace.